The Edge of the World Art Studio is proud to present Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Danielle Lee. Artwork by Helen Rachel Lee. Music by Fish Zombie the Onions. And special thanks to Spooky the Cat for her contributions, fuzzy as they might be. Chapter 53. The Bullfight. 1882, December 30th. Denver, Colorado. Philocetes placed three tins of hardtack next to two pounds of beef jerky on the counter in the general store. As quickly as he could pay for them, he was out the door. But as he was putting them in his saddlebags, he heard the voice of the sheriff behind him. Going somewhere? I got a cousin in Arizona. It's cold there, but at least it's not this fucking cold. You still have a job to do. Well, yeah, do it yourself. So this is all it took all these years to keep you out of the city. All I had to do was ask you to work? Why do you want that girl dead so bad anyways? Why don't you just fight her? You're the one saying she can't beat you. Prove it already. I don't want her beat. I want her gone. Permanently. Double. What for? One showdown. I'll challenge her to a duel. I'll go over there right now. I will draw her down, and we'll see who's the fastest. But I want double what you paid me. Fine. But you do it now. Up front. What? I'm gonna risk my life. I don't know how fast she is. If I die, I want that money to go to my sister. And I don't trust you. So, I want the money right now. Penthesilia stood in the center of the ring. The bar was full, even though there was no promise of a fight. People still came to see whether or not the sheriff would show up, and they all paid a dollar for the privilege. Friends, thank you for coming. I know you've all come here to see a fight, or you've all come here to see whether or not the sheriff measures up. I can tell you this. Having been once engaged to him, he measures a little smaller than a pickle and a little bigger than a peanut. The crowd laughed. While we're waiting for our guests of honor, we have arranged a small demonstration. If you would please, at this time, a round of applause for the littlest sharpshooter in Denver, Cassandra. Cassandra popped up into the ring from her ringside seat near the bell. She waved to the audience. She had her Colt Lightning holstered at her side. Now, if I could draw your attention to above the door. Penthesilia gestured to a cross-section of a redwood tree, cut like a slice of bread, hanging above the entrance. It was large, about four feet round, and painted in concentric circles in red. Now, Cassandra, do you think you could hit it from here? Of course I can. Anyone could do it from here, Cassandra replied. But can you hit it blindfolded? Penthesilia asked. She took a blindfold from her pocket and wrapped it carefully around Cassandra's eyes. The crowd whispered and murmured in both surprise and disbelief. On the count of three, Penthesilia instructed. One, she said loudly, as Cassandra bent her knees and held her hand at her side next to her gun. Two, Penthesilia continued. Cassandra licked her lips. Three! She yelled. Cassandra pulled her gun from her holster as quick as she could. She fired straight into the center of the target, then spun the gun around her finger and put it back into her holster. 
She smiled and took the blindfold off. I did it! Cassandra yelled, and she jumped up and down. Well, I was hoping you would. <laughs> Otherwise, who knows where that bullet would have gone? Penthesilia laughed. Now, friends, I want you to know that we are dedicated to quality here at the Amazon, and we would never serve any food that was subpar. So when our chef was, shall we say, distracted, her sugar cookies became a little crisper than they really should be. Penthesilia held up a small, dark brown disc. Mind you, they're still edible, but you might have to soak them in your coffee for a day or two before you try it. What do you think, Cassandra? Not much good as cookies, but how about as moving targets? Girls, if you would? Near the door on either side was Elone and Mary. They each had a bag from which they produced a cookie. Cassandra nodded to Mary, and the first cookie went flying. Just as it flew past the target above the door, Cassandra once again drew her pistol and fired. The cookie exploded. She gave the signal again. This time, Elone threw a cookie, and as it crossed the target, Cassandra fired. The cookie exploded. Then they both threw a cookie at the same time. Cassandra fired twice, destroying both cookies. The crowd cheered. She took a bow, holding it as she listened to the applause. How about that, folks? Let's hear it for our little sharpshooter. Would you like to see one more? They cheered for more. Would you like to see one more blindfolded? The crowd hushed and began to murmur in disbelief. I can't hit a cookie blindfolded, Cassandra announced. I'll tell you as it crosses the target. You fire when I tell you to. You should be able to hit the cookie. I don't know. Come on, friends. Let's give her a little encouragement. The crowd began to cheer for her as Penthesilia once again wrapped the blindfold around Cassandra. On the count of three. Ready? Yes. Okay. One. Cassandra once again bent her knees a little and held her hand at her side next to her holster. Two, said Penthesilia as Cassandra licked her lips. Three, she said as Alone threw a cookie into the air. Just before the cookie passed in front of the target, Penthesilia yelled, Now! Cassandra pulled her gun and fired at the cookie. The cookie exploded. She whipped her blindfold off and looked at the target. The cheers of the audience told her she had succeeded. Shit! I fucking did it! The bar went quiet for a moment. Cassandra! Language! Her mother called from ringside. The audience laughed. But mom, I did it! She explained. Of course you did it! After all, you had a good teacher! Paris yelled out as she stood atop the bar. The crowd turned to see her. Now, it's my turn. Paris pulled two guns from her holsters. Penthesilia and Cassandra slipped out of the ring. From Paris's place on the bar, she was twice the distance Cassandra had been from the target. She was wearing her boxing outfit, the green shirt with the sleeves removed and the tan short pants with no shoes, but this time she had her pistols at her side. The four pistols she kept at her hips. She pulled two of them. Throw! Paris called out, and Mary threw a cookie. Paris shot the cookie from the air as it passed in front of the target. Throw! She announced again. Elone threw a cookie. Paris again shot the cookie out of the air. Throw! 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 Every time she said throw, 
Alone and Mary would throw a cookie alternating from one side to the other, and Paris would shoot them down, alternating her left hand and her right hand, wielding both weapons at once. She paused for a second, took a deep breath, and then called out one more time. Throw! Alone and Mary threw a cookie each at the same time. Paris, firing both weapons at once, destroyed the cookies as they passed in front of the target. She placed her guns back into her holsters and took a bow as the audience cheered. From her pocket, she pulled a blindfold. She placed it around her own eyes and tied it. Then she pulled a single pistol from her holsters. The audience fell quiet. Once again, she began calling out, Throw! 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 With each throw, she shot a cookie out of the air as she established a beat and a rhythm. Then she stopped. Throw! She announced one last time. This time, once again, both Elone and Mary threw a cookie at the same time. Paris fired one bullet. As the cookies passed each other, they exploded. Blindfolded with one shot, she took out both moving targets from across the bar. The crowd cheered. Paris removed her blindfold and took a deep bow. The bar smelled like smoke and gunpowder as Philocedes and the sheriff walked through the door. Well, sheriff, just the fellow we've all been waiting to see. Penthesilia called out to them as they walked up to the ring. The crowd parted for them. Philocedes climbed up into the ring, leaving the sheriff behind at ringside. Annabelle Lee, Philocedes pointed across the bar at Paris. It's not Annabelle. It's just Anna. Is that all you got? The great gunfighter attacking cookies? What do you want, Viper? Paris asked him. Still standing on top of the bar, above the audience, Philocedes stood alone now in the ring. Cassandra and Penthesilia had slipped out. I'm here to test your skill. You think you can shoot at something that's shooting back at you? Or are you strictly pastries only? I don't have any reason to shoot you. Don't you? Even if it was me that killed your grandfather? Philocedes smiled at her. You bastard! Paris pretended to be angry. You're going to die for that. This is your chance. It won't come again. Draw your pistol. Philocedes said with his hands at his hip. Paris stared at him. She bent her knees. She set her hand next to her gun. No one moved. No one spoke until the silence was broken when Paris asked, Celia, can you count to three? Whiskey girl? It's Anna. Now count to three. One? Penthesilia counted. There was no other sound in the bar. Two? Penthesilia continued. No one moved. No one even dared breathe. Three? She said softly. The moment she did, Philocedes and Paris reached for their guns. Philocedes fired first, and Paris bent over, holding her side. She fell to one knee. Damn it! Paris complained. Anna! Panthecelia called out. I knew it. I knew I could get you to call me Anna. Paris said as she stood back on the bar. She removed her hand from her side. There was no wound beneath it. What the hell, whiskey girl? Damn, he was fast, though, wasn't he? Hey, Viper, best two out of three? Paris put her gun back in her holster and took her stance again. All right, two out of three. Philocides agreed, sitting his gun back in his holster. 
This time, keep your hand closer to your holster before you draw, and don't try and bring your gun up all the way. Fire from your hip. Their aim isn't quite as good, but once you get used to it, you'll trim a full second off your draw. Got it, said Paris. Go ahead. You count this time. One, two, three. Philocides called out and then pulled his pistol again faster than Paris and fired. Damn it! That is fast! I don't think I can beat that. Paris called out to the audience. Thank you, friends, for indulging me in this little ruse. I really did give it my best, but apparently I'm going to need a little more practice before I try the viper again. Viper, take a bow! Paris explained. Philocides bowed. But neither of us were in any danger. Our guns for this demonstration were loaded with paper wad. But now, for our main event. A very, very real fight. Sheriff, are you ready? Paris asked. The sheriff looked wide-eyed as he turned around to see he was surrounded. There was no way out of the bar. The men around him blocked his exit, realizing he was trying to run. They began to push him toward the ring. Fine. Fine. You want to fight, little girl? You got one. The sheriff climbed into the ring, removing his shirt and jacket. He threw them onto the ground. Philocedes slipped out to stand with his sister at ringside as Penthesilia climbed back in. Paris jumped down from her place at the bar. The audience parted for her and patted her on the back as she walked past them to the ring. She had her guns off and handed them to Cassandra sitting by the bell. When all three of them were in the ring, Penthesilia began to explain. All right. The sheriff here has besmirched the good reputation of this fine establishment. He has claimed that last Friday's match was rigged. Now, we here at the Amazon take these kinds of accusations very seriously. So tonight, there is no purse, and we have taken no bets. There is nothing riding on this fight except our reputation. When the whiskey girl wins... The sheriff has promised to drop all charges against her and us. In the unlikely event that she is beaten, she will plead guilty. Is that understood? Penthesilia stared at the sheriff until he nodded. Yes. Wonderful. This is a boxing match, not a bar brawl. There are rules. No holding, no kicking, no biting, no punching below the belt. Anyone breaking these rules will be given a warning. If they continue, the match will be called, and the offender will lose. Is that clear? Good with me, said Paris. Fine, the sheriff mumbled. When the bell rings, come out fighting. Good luck, whiskey girl. Penthesilia smiled at her as she slipped out of the ring. The bell rang. Paris and the sheriff began to circle each other. The sheriff stepped in, throwing a punch, first from the left and then from the right. Paris easily sidestepped both of them. Throwing a punch of her own, she missed and then began circling again. Come on! You can do better than that. Keep your eyes up here on mine. Watch my whole body with your peripheral vision and stay calm or you will make mistakes. Paris stepped into him and slipped a punch below his guard into his stomach. The sheriff braced for it, taking the hit, then... Swinging hard, he landed a blow across Paris's jaw. She staggered back and shook her head. He came after her. He threw a wide left. She ducked under it. 
She hit him with an uppercut to his jaw, but he braced again, and then caught her in the stomach with his right. He picked her up off the ground and tossed her into the air with the blow. She landed on her feet, but took a moment to catch her breath as he charged after her. She dodged to the right and entangled his feet. They both fell. On the ground, she grabbed his collar and pulled him closer. You're doing great, but this is your last chance. Promise to drop the charges. Promise to leave Celia alone and give up whatever quest you're on to get her fired, and I'll let you win. Let me win? You arrogant piece of shit. I don't know if you've noticed I am winning. No, you're not. Trust me. How can you do your job if everyone knows you were beaten by a girl? They're going to laugh at you behind your back. So last chance. Promise to leave us alone and I will let you win. Yes or no? Fuck you. Don't say I didn't warn you. Paris let go of his collar and pushed herself up off the ground. She hopped up and down a little and shook her head. The sheriff got back to his feet and took his fighting stance, but Paris did not. She bounced up and down as she began to pace around in a circle, moving her hands back and forth. She no longer hunched over. She didn't keep her elbows at her side. Remember, Sheriff, stay calm. See the path. Shut the fuck up, the sheriff yelled as he thrust forward again. Paris ducked his blow and then began punching him over and over into his side. He swung around and tried to elbow her. She briefly caught his arm and pushed him. He spun too far, and she began once again pummeling him blow after blow. He turned to look at her, and she hit him in the jaw. His head flew back. He staggered and fell to one knee. That's not all you got, is it, Sheriff? No, he said, and he got up again. Holding his ground, he waited for her to get close. When she threw a punch, he grabbed her hand and pulled her in, hugging her. No holding, Penthesilia called from ringside. Break it, or you'll be disqualified, she warned. I know you killed Thomas. I'm going to make you pay for that, one way or another. The sheriff whispered into Paris's ear, then shoved her away from him. She looked at him wide-eyed. He took the opportunity to strike, hitting her across the head and then in her ribs. The blow knocked her off her feet, and she fell on her ass. Damn it! Lucky piece of shit! She got back up again. She ducked his blow as he came after her. She danced her way back to the other side of the ring. Stay calm. See the path, she said to herself. He pens at the joints. He pivots at the waist. Stay calm. You're not done yet, are you? The sheriff teased. Paris came after him. She ducked his punch and hit him in the stomach. Then she tangled in his arms and held him. I did kill Thomas, she whispered in his ear as Penthesilia warned her from the ringside to let go of the hold. Do you want to know what happened to him? I fed him to the coyotes. I did it because he threatened Celia. What do you think it feels like to be pulled apart by dogs? I know you gave him the rifle. I saw it missing from your rack in the office. I still have it. Would you like it back? Paris pushed the sheriff away and began her assault. She punched his jaw just under his ear, hitting more of his neck than his face. She entangled his arms and slammed her elbow into his, making it look like an accident of fighting in close. She stepped on his foot, then pushed on his chest, shoving him back. 
separating them. He staggered. She came after him again. She almost jumped up to kick him, but resisted and instead began punching him. Left to his ribs, right to the opposing ribs, up to his jaw, down into his stomach, and up into his abdomen. He tried to push her away, but she grabbed his hands, swung him around, and threw him. He staggered and fell. Crawling, he got back to his feet as she came after him. She pushed him into the corner of the ring. She began punching him, punch after punch, holding him, not letting him fall. His hands fell. He could no longer raise them to defend himself. Paris kept hitting him. Stop. He begged. She stopped, putting a hand on his chest. She held him there against the ring post. Say it. Say you'll leave Celia alone, because if you don't, you know what I'll do to you. Say it, and I'll let you fall. But if killing you now is the only way to protect her, I will keep hitting you until there is nothing left. Say it, or I will end your pathetic life. Paris whispered loud enough only for him to hear. You win. She's safe. He whispered back, barely able to speak. Paris let go of him, and he fell face first into the ring. The crowd exploded. Penthesilia came into the ring and held up Paris's hand. The crowd carried her to the bar where she took a glass of whiskey and drank it in one gulp. Everyone thanked her as she shook their hands and wished them well. Then, when the bar was finally clear of guests and Penthesilia had pushed out the last one, Paris smiled at Thalia, sitting next to her, and then fell over and laid on the bar. Whiskey girl, what's wrong? Thalia asked as she shook Paris. Ow! Please don't! Paris began to laugh. Celia, something's wrong! Thalia called across the bar. What is it? Penthesilia asked as she came over to where Paris was laying on the bar. Celia! <laughs> Paris said, staring up at the ceiling. Next time, we should sell sausages and pretzels with the beer. Everyone loves the sausage and pretzels. I wish I had one right now. <laughs> Paris continued to laugh. Thalia picked up Paris's shirt to see under it. Large purple bruises covered her body. Whiskey girl, are you okay? I'm just bruised. I don't think anything is broken. I'll be fine in a week or so. We shouldn't schedule more than one fight a week. Maybe every two weeks. Paris said as Penthesilia looked down at her. We don't have any more opponents, Whiskey Girl, said Penthesilia. They'll come. Ask around. Have Naomi put out the word. If they're willing to put up the money, I'll fight them. What are you, planning to beat up all of Denver one man at a time? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun? Paris closed her eyes and held still. Why, Whiskey Girl? Look at you. You're so bruised you can barely move and you want more? My dad. He never told me. Maybe he didn't want me to know. But the pain goes away. Everything goes away. All I can feel is the moment. All I can feel is now. There is no past. There is no future. Just right now. It's been a week since I thought of her. I need another fight. You can find me another fight, can't you, Celia? Sure, whiskey girl. Sure. Penthesilia promised, I'll find you another match. 
This has been Helen of the Iron Horse, written by Paris Lee, artwork by Helen Lee, performed by Helen and Paris. All characters within are fictional and bear no intentional resemblance to anyone living or dead, except, I guess, for Helen and Paris. See more of our work at edgeoftheworldart.com. If you would like to comment on the show or ask any question, please email us at helenoftheironhorse at gmail.com. The proceeding was made with the love and encouragement of all of our friends at the LA LGBT Center's Trans Lounge. Thank you.